But if overall, you know, if you have learned ways on building your sense of confidence, right? You feel confident of yourself. The task that you need to do, it will seem less daunting. And you know what? You will find yourself procrastinating a whole lot less. Hello everyone and welcome back to another beautiful episode on the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. Selamat Hari Raya to all my beautiful Muslim brothers and sisters all over the world. I hope you're having a beautiful and blessed one with your loved ones. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for spending your precious time in learning and growing with us. So, in today's episode, I am going to be talking about the topic of procrastination and some productivity tips in helping you overcome that. So, imagine this, alright? Imagine this. Have you been in situations where you know you need to do something, you know, something important, right? But you keep delaying it time and time again. Or, you know, you have all these goals planned out, you know, telling yourself that, you know, this time it will be different, right? This time you will get it done. But you end up not really achieving that much. So, you know, you end up feeling, you know, very guilty for not pushing yourself enough or, you know, for delaying all the projects. So what usually happens, you know, in that process of procrastination is that you keep finding excuses, right? You keep telling yourself that, hey, you know, today is not the right time. Today is not the day. You keep finding distractions to fill the time up with something else instead. So it could be checking Instagram. It could be you, you know, going shopping. It could be you eating something out of your fridge. So that list of distractions that you could come up with just so that you would avoid that task to be done, it is endless, right? You know, your mind goes into like, you know, this desperate mode to creatively come up with something to form the perception that you're busy right now, to form the perception that something more important needs to be done first. So, you know, this whole process of like delaying things that needs to be done, it is really frustrating, right? It's very frustrating knowing we need to get stuff done, but not getting it done. And so, you know, that frustration towards the task not being done, eventually, it either gets projected inwards, where, you know, you probably blame yourself, you know, you blame yourself for being the defective one, you blame yourself for not being good enough, you blame yourself for not being hardworking enough, right? So it could either go that way, or the other way that, you know, people usually also go into, it's blaming other people, right? Blaming the external events out there for the tasks that have not been done. Either way, it doesn't do you any good because blaming, it only ends up fueling the problem, you know, distracting yourself from actually seeking out a solution for you. So if all these experiences, they sound at all familiar to you, 
continue listening on as I hope to be able to shed some light with you on why this issue keeps coming up as well as some tips to help you navigate through it in the best way possible. So, you know, I talked about procrastination in the previous podcast episodes as well. And, you know, one thing that I talked about is that procrastination, it is an emotion-based issue, right? It is not a time-based issue because you can have all the time in the world and still not get that task done if you have never overcome those emotions surrounding those tasks. So, essentially... When you find yourself procrastinating something, it's got to do with the inner resistance that surfaces when the thought of doing that task arises, right? And the reason you keep feeling that inner resistance, you know, this resistance, this blockage holding you back from starting or even completing the task is because more often than not, that task is so important to you, right? That task is so important to you that you become so scared of messing it up. You get so scared of failing at it. So in reality, it really boils down to fear. The fear you have of not doing well at things. So if I could summarize it, right? The more that task is important to you, the more expectations that have been in place for that task to be done perfectly, and the more you feel that your abilities don't match up to the task on hand, what happens is that it instills more fear in you, right? And the more you find yourself going back to this procrastination cycle again and again and again. So I would like you to think about this for a bit. Right? I would like you to reflect on all those tasks and things you keep procrastinating on. And I would like for you to list them all down. Right, And I would like you to give each task a rating from 1 to 10, with 10 being the number that you procrastinate most. And do another rating as well from 1 to 10, and this time round, on your confidence level in achieving that task. So 10 being you, you know, feeling the most confident in achieving that particular task, right? So let's say, you know, for example, the um, one of the things that you have listed, right, on your list um, that you have been procrastinating on is working out. Right, And let's say the procrastination rating that you have chosen from 1 to 10, right? you gave it a number 9. And the confidence level in achieving that task, you know, perhaps you chose a number 4. What I want you to further explore, you know, after writing out you know, the item or the task that you keep procrastinating on, after writing out and giving a number, a rating on the level of procrastination and the level of confidence that you feel in achieving that task, after you've done that, I would like you to further explore the list of factors in your mind right now with regard to that task that holds you back. Right. So, you know, in this instance, um, it's working out. So ask yourself, what is holding you back from starting to work out? Right. So what makes that task 
you know, working out a number nine? Why do you give it a number nine on the procrastination scale? Right. So, you know, this is something that has been commonly observed and I would like to share with y'all. Um, it's this, you know, those who rate highly on the procrastination scale. So highly meaning something that is above seven, right? And lowly on the confidence scale. Now, this is something that is um, below number five. Um, what will happen is that that list of things that holds them back, it's usually a very long list of fears and concerns that they have in comparison to you know perhaps another task um, that they have identified that they don't procrastinate as much and one that they have higher confidence in actually doing. Right. And I find that this is an important first step for you to be aware of. Right. It is about being curious and aware of your cause of procrastination, which is something that often goes much deeper within. Right. Because the task that you do, you know, the perception of difficulty and doability of the task, it is directly correlated to how you feel about you. Right? It is directly correlated to your state of your inner world and the narratives you have been telling yourself. So, you know, for example, if your narrative is, I must do things perfectly, I must be number one, or, you know, I can't afford to make mistakes, you know, or it has to be the best, then what you're going to do is create unnecessary pressure on yourself even before you begin because your mind starts hypothesizing on ways it could go wrong and how you could get it all wrong and messed up. And so you stay stuck, right, on this rumination. You stay stuck on the, oh man, you know, I don't think I can do it. And that, oh man, I don't think I can do it, it creates this huge discomfort. It, it develops, you know, this um, resistance. And um, if you are not aware of what that resistance is doing to you. If you're not aware of how to use that resistance to your advantage, you end up giving into that resistance through procrastination. And, you know, while delaying it might make you feel less anxious and, you know, perhaps even taking away the tension that you feel, I think it's really important for us to remind ourselves that that you know relief that we feel it is just temporary right it will come back again with full force once you are forced to get the task done again right so when those thoughts that you hear of i can't do it or you know the excuse of this isn't the right time to do it comes to your mind i would like to invite you to practice getting out of your mind and to observe those thoughts from a distance, right? Create that mental separation between you and your thoughts because if there isn't a mental separation created, you will start to be enveloped by all of those thoughts. And the thing with thoughts is that it's a very, very powerful thing. You know, you, you actually start defining, you know, your emotions and your behaviors based on the kind of thoughts that you allow to settle inside of you. Right. So I feel that, you know, some of the ways that you could try to get out of your mind 
and to create that mental separation between you and your thoughts. It could be, you know, one of the things literally shaking your body, right? So the idea is to move, right? Physically move. Because the thing with, you know, negative energy is that it loves inertia. It loves lethargy. It loves you moping around, not doing anything to it. It loves you just consuming it and just allowing it to enter into your system without any filter. You know, just like a black hole collapsing on itself, the negative mindset, it wants to suck you in, right? It wants to suck you down into oblivion. So one surefire way to break out of the downward spiral is to get up and to move your body, right? Or you could even take a cold shower to shock your system or even explore meditation exercises, right? So, you know, explore what works for you because the whole point and the objective is to get yourself into a space where you don't feel that those thoughts are consuming you and dictating you to procrastinate, right? So once you've gotten yourself in, you know, a better, calmer state and calmer space to prevent, um, you know, those overwhelming thoughts from coming back, I would like you to focus on the smallest, easiest next step that you can take towards the goal that you want to be achieving, right? So I want you to actually just focus on that, the baby step, and not so much on completing the task. The way to get yourself out of the procrastination cycle is not to do more planning. You know, it's not to do more goal setting, but to get yourself down to actually doing it. Even if it is like a tiny little step, right? And this is especially useful to quickly get yourself out of that rut and to just create that initial momentum, you know, for you to believe in yourself in executing the task. So, you know, don't get me wrong, right? You know, creating schedules and planning, you know, those are important stuff to be done. But if you find yourself right now, right, in a state where you aren't even, you know, able to do one thing on your list, then working on a schedule won't really help you much. In fact, you know, I feel that the act of working on goal planning or schedule in itself, it might be your way or your form of procrastinating what you actually need to be done, right? So it's all about challenging yourself to do whatever you fear most. And it sounds pretty obvious, but it actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Because we only get that motivation after we get round to doing it, long-lasting inner motivation, it does not come from us just watching motivational videos. You know, it doesn't come from us from simply seeing other people do it. It comes from you actually doing it. It comes from you trying. It comes from you seeing yourself do it and overcoming all of those fears that you have in your mind right now. Right? So the more you are able to prove to your mind that you are able to break down those fear walls, the more it feels confident of itself to do more the next time. 
Saving up may not seem like a fun thing to do, but it is most certainly an important thing to do if retiring comfortably is what you are aiming for. You know, often when we are in our young days, we love spending what we earned and not really thinking about whether we have enough for our retirement days and only to realize later on that we should have started saving earlier. So if you want to live a life of financial independence down the road, invest your time today in speaking to a financial advisor that will help you plan your future. You know, it only takes a fraction of today of investing your time in the right platforms to have an abundance tomorrow. So visit tinyurl.com slash TAQWA2021 to submit your interest today. So allow yourself to explore and get started with the baby steps approach, right? So, you know, going back to the example of working out, you know, ask yourself, what is the smallest, easiest next step that you could take towards working out? And that could include as small as getting yourself up from the couch. And once you manage to get yourself, you know, out from the couch and continue asking yourself, right, what is the next, you know, smallest, easiest step that you could do towards working out and keep doing this, keep asking yourself this until, you know, you are there starting on your workout, right? And, you know, with each baby step that you take, don't also forget to congratulate yourself for all those baby steps that you managed to try, right? I think one common mistake that people make is to dismiss all those baby steps taken and to just focus on the end goal, you know, whether they completed it or not, right? So, you know, focusing and acknowledging the baby steps taken, it's something that develops patience in you. It helps you to develop that discipline and that compassion inside of you. I feel that, you know, we are living in a time that, you know, where we are always in a hurry, right? The pace of life, it has increased tremendously, rushing us, you know, through our days, through our lives. And it feels and it seems as though it has become this norm right? We want everything now. Happiness now, success now, health now, love now. And not surprisingly, you know, this is how we end up approaching our goals and life changes as well. And so if you allow yourself to focus on the baby steps taken, you know, like learning to actually build and celebrate on all your small victories, it actually increases your sense of accomplishment. And I feel that it helps you to become more motivated to move on to your next goal, right? It, it develops your confidence. And you know, remember, I talked about confidence earlier and how if you were to rate your confidence level with regard to that task, right? So if you were to rate it as low, if you were to rate your confidence in achieving that task as low, what would happen is that your subsequent actions would then also be aligned to that low self-confidence that you feel, right? But if overall, you know, if you have learned ways on building your sense of confidence, right, you feel confident of yourself, the task that you need to do, it will seem less daunting. And you know what? You will find yourself procrastinating a whole lot 
less. So, you know, the next tip that I would love to share with you, it's all about breaking your task into time blocks, you know, instead of scheduling hours and hours of it at one go. So, you know, let's say you've got like, you know, this research paper coming up and, you know, instead of scheduling or putting aside five hours of your time to work on that paper, which honestly seems, you know, very daunting to me, you know, break it down, right, into blocks of say, you know, 30 minutes or an hour instead. And I would recommend that the max you go is an hour because, you know, I feel that anything beyond that, without any breaks in between, your mind will start to feel really tired. And when it feels really tired, it starts wandering off. And that is when, you know, you would see that your mind and your brain is not working at the desired productive capacity, right? So choose a number, um, I think, you know, you know, you know your brain, you know, best, right, on what is that sweet spot before it actually goes off um, into somewhere else, right? So play around with maybe blocks of 30 minutes or an hour. So, you know, once you have decided on your time block, I want you to put a timer on your phone, right? So if you have chosen 30 minutes, put that down in your countdown timer on your phone And this is the thing that I want you to listen closely, you know, during this period. So let's say you chose 30 minutes, right? During the 30 minute period, make sure that there are no distractions, like legit, no looking at your phone, no attending to emails, you know, no watching of like Netflix or YouTube videos, nothing of that right? Because this is the time I want you to make that promise to yourself to be laser focused on working on that task, right? And once that timer is up, you can do whatever you want and give yourself, you know, maybe perhaps like, you know, five to 10 minutes of break before you start your next blog, right? And remember that the break, you know, the five, 10 minutes, Um, put a timer for it, right? Because trust me, five to 10 minutes is gonna pass real fast if you don't keep track of it, right? And if, you know, before you know it, 30 minutes will pass. So please put a timer for your break as well. And what I find, um, you know, really great for this tip is that in that, you know, 30 minute work time period that you're supposed to be laser focused, you know, no distractions. What it does is that it pushes your mind to get rid of distractions. It pushes your mind to just focus on that particular task on hand. And at the same time, the mind is also looking forward to the break time once the 30 minutes is up, right? So remember that the brain, it works on a reward system, right? If it knows that it's going to be rewarded at the end of 30 minutes with a break, it's going to feel excited. <laughs> and the brain works best when it is excited, when it's got something to look forward to right? So, you know, keep repeating this, right? In your blocks of 30 minutes or an hour and being mindful that, you know, you're putting in as well five to 10 minutes of your breaks in between the blocks. Um, So keep doing this until you get your task done, right? And you will be amazed at how much wasted time you'll be able to cut out with this productivity hack. 
right? So the purpose of this, it is to build, to force your mind to build that flow state. You know, one where you are able to get into that zone of intense focus and one where you are able to, you know, feel legitly motivated to get the task done. And motivation, it is one of the building blocks of confidence, right? The more motivated you are and the more you're able to see that you are, you know, getting things done on your own, the more you'll be able to trust yourself. And with trust, with self-trust, it builds self-confidence. So give it a go and let me know how this goes. So moving on to the next step to help you get into the zone of doing, it is all about creating a nice, awesome ambiance, right? And this includes things like making sure you have a neat desk to be working on from the get-go, right? And not one where, you know, everything is all over the place. And, you know, the moment your, your eyes look at the desk, it doesn't even know where to focus on, right? Because things are just everywhere, right? So, you know, a rule of thumb is this, just put what you need on the desk and anything else that is not required to help you, you know, complete the task needs to be put elsewhere, right? Because if not, the eyes is going to be roaming around and again, it's going to be falling to the trap of being distracted. So please, you know, before you start anything, make sure that your desk is neat, nice and comfortable for you to be working with right? And, you know, getting yourself in the zone, it also means engaging your senses as much as possible in order for you to be more present in the moment. So some of the things that you could try out, it would be creating a music playlist that enables that focus, right? So this playlist is something that you play in the background. So two of my favorite Spotify playlists during study and solitude time, I would say the first would be, it's called Deep Focus. You know, you could search this on Spotify. And the other is Piano in the Background. So personally, for me, I don't listen to anything, you know, any music with vocals in it because I find that very, very distracting. And um, it's, it's really nearly impossible for me to be focusing on my work when I can hear, you know, vocals or people singing along in the background, right? Because I think what will happen is that I end up singing to the music as well. So to prevent that from happening, it's more of like, you know, slow slow-paced and instrumental sort of music. So if you um, would like to check it out, please do so. It's called Deep Focus. And the other one is Piano in the Background. Um, so that's one, you know, creating a very, you know, nice, soothing um, sort of music background for you to do your work. And, you know, another thing that you could also explore, um, it's, you know, making a nice cup of tea or coffee if you're a coffee person, right? So I find that, you know, having a cup of tea, um, I personally like, you know, the fruity sort of teas. It's really calming for my nerves and it makes me feel good, <laughs> 
<laughs> right? So, you know, exploring nice drinks that accompany you while you're doing your work. It could also be scents, right? The aromatic scents, the diffusers that you have in your room that can really bring about, you know, a very calming um, and peaceful sort of inner state, right? So, you know, there's so many ways that you could make um, your time, you know, working on that task really nice, really relaxing. And I think it's about allowing yourself to explore what works for you, right? To different people, they will require different things that makes them feel calm, ease, and motivated to do work. So the important question to ask yourself is actually, you know, what would work for me? You know, what would make me feel motivated or excited to get myself started on that task, right? So the next tip that I would like to share with you, it is about creating that focus list, right? And this focus list um, is something that, you know, you create before the start of your new week so that you are clear on what you would like to focus on on each day. And you will also be able to see the kind of progress that you'll be making on a daily basis. And I find, you know, planning things on a weekly basis it provides more motivation than planning things on a day-to-day sort of basis because I find that when I look at my schedule and my calendar on a weekly basis, I get a good bird's eye view on, you know, what I can expect and also it's about, you know, managing my levels of energy and not, you know, chonging um, at the very start of the week, you know, putting my 110% at the start of the week only to realize that, oh my God, I'm just so burned out and I don't have any more energy left to be working on the other tasks. So essentially, I think it really helps me to pace myself and I think pacing, it is key to prevent burnout, right? I think it's really important for us to be aware and mindful of how do we go about, um, you know, using our energy and at what pace, right? We don't want to unnecessarily burn ourselves out at the very start of the week and then not having like, you know, enough energy to sustain ourselves for the rest of the week, right? Um, And I find that the the lower levels of energy that we have, right? The more we feel lethargic and just so exhausted and drained, the more we tend to make decisions um, out of fatigue, out of fear. And we tend to go into, you know, our default habits and patterns. You know, so if we have been finding ourselves um, procrastinating um, and just thinking a lot of, you know, negative thoughts when we are just low and down, that is something that will usually come up when we don't have much energy inside of us, right? So I think it is really important and mindful for us to be you know, aware of how do we go about managing and pacing ourselves throughout the week. So I find you know, coming up with that focus list based on a weekly basis, it really helps to pace myself. So another thing that I would like to add on to this focus list is that this focus list is not the same as a to-do list where you list out every single minute little thing that you need to do, right? But the focus list, it's more of a strategic sort of list that defines the things to be accomplished, 
Have you ever thought about the benefits of having a professional coach to guide you through your life goals? Are you feeling somewhat stuck in life, not knowing what more you can do? If you have been exploring and thinking of ways to elevate your life to a whole new, amazing, and transformational level, living and breathing a purposeful and meaningful life, then look no further because a coach will help you get closer to those dreams. And if our videos and podcast episodes have helped you tremendously, if it has inspired you to seek the change that you desire. And if you are ready for the change, then we at the Good Life Podcast would be so honored to walk with you in your life journey, helping you propel further towards greater horizons through our personalized one-on-one coaching services. So don't hesitate and don't be shy to talk to us to learn more about the service. Feel free to drop us a DM or email us your interest at info at the Good Life Podcast. Live. Remember that your future is truly limitless. The only limit is the ones you set for yourself. So if you are ready to go on this transformational journey, it is only a DM or email away. And to different people, you know, what defines as an accomplishment would look very different. So explore um, with yourself, you know, how you would actually define an accomplishment and then add those into your schedule, right? And while you are populating this focus list, it is also important to be, you know, reasonable, right? Again, you know, with the given time and energy that you potentially have. Don't go filling it up with, you know, so many tasks to do that you overtire yourself. You know, remember um, burnout, exhaustion, it is real, right? When you keep, you know, adding on, you know, your your schedule with a whole lot of things that doesn't include a good balance of what makes you feel full, satisfied, and what, you know, takes care of you, you know, self-care sort of task. You end up feeling very crappy about yourself. You end up feeling very empty, even though you have spent a day of doing, you know, many, many things, right? So it is about learning how to prioritize, right? Know what needs attending first. And the last tip that I would love to share with you, it is all about walking yourself through the task, right? So this is about, you know, giving yourself that pep talk, right? This is about training yourself to be your own motivator, your own cheerleader, your own coach. And this helps you to be clear, you know, when you are talking to yourself, um, you know, hyping yourself up, it helps you to be clearer of your intention of doing the task, right? So the more you are able to cheer you on, you know, even if it is like a relatively simple task, for instance, brushing the teeth, showering, it legitly, really, it makes all the difference. It makes a simple task, you know, something that's just like, you know, to be celebrated, something that is big for you. And I feel that living life to the fullest, it is all about learning how to celebrate our small victories, right? The little things that we do for ourselves, you know, to take care of ourselves, 
It's in those little things that we do that we're able to see and acknowledge and celebrate ourselves for it, right? So I hope that, you know, those tips, it's six productivity tips, you know, in helping you overcome procrastination. You know, I think it's always important for us to remind ourselves that we are a work in progress, right? And, you know, fears that we have, it is something that is common, right? If we do have fears, when those fears come, it does not mean that we are seen as someone who's weak. It only means that, you know, we are only human, right? And I think that the most important thing for us to note is not the number of like negativity that we hear, it's not the number of times that we break down and fall down, is that for each time that we fall down, for each time that the fear comes up, each time we feel triggered, you know, how then do we make sense of those fallen times? I think that is more important, right? How do we make sense of the things that we keep holding off again and again? How do we make sense of the fears that keeps coming to us again and again? And, you know, it's really interesting, how our brains, they tend to make things more stressful and more difficult than it actually is. And if you are able to be aware, you know, that your brain tends to play all these tricks on you, you know, making you feel very doubtful of your abilities. And if you are able to take that next step, right, in seeking clarity on what is real and what is not, you will find yourself living more in reality and less in a feared fantasy, right? So that concludes today's beautiful episode on the Good Life Podcast. I truly hope that, you know, you got some, you know, awesome takeaways <laughs> that really helped you in your journey of self-introspection. So if you found this episode useful, feel free to share it with your loved ones. Allow them to benefit from this as well right so thank you so much once again for listening all the way through you know i truly do appreciate your beautiful time and your energy investing in yourself week after week so thank you so much please do take care and i can't wait for you to listen to the next episode so in the meantime be bold be beautiful and see the amazing you that you are Take care, dear one. Bye.